0: it's the next
1: level hello my friends do not adjust your fancy gadgets today is thursday as we do our uh, our annual thanksgiving tradition we put an episode out on thursday and normally well first of all sorry i sound pretty terrible either the kid brought home a cough from his last week at daycare or my allergies are kicking my ass either way my bad and uh it hurts me as much as it probably hurts you uh, <laughs> but I, i'm sure i'll be fine hopefully by next week i'll be uh, on the up and up, we'll be good to go. Um, I'm also on a new microphone. I got uh, I got the thing on sale. I was close to a credit card reward, and I decided, well, this is on sale, and I've heard good things about it. I wanted to try it out, so I did. I really like it. Uh, let me know if you hear a difference. You will not hear. Actually, this is the perfect episode to judge the difference because the interview that I'm going to play for you was recorded on the other microphone. So ignore my nasally congestedly uh, sound aside. And let me know. Or not. I don't know. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. Um, Yes, we have an interview today. This is the most work I've done for a Thanksgiving episode ever, I think. Because normally I just roll in, ramble, 10, 20, 30 minutes, then roll back out. Uh, But this week, my friend Raviv joined the show, and I've wanted to have her on for a very long time. I'm very happy that uh, we finally were able to get that done. And I'm excited for you to hear the conversation. We went all over the map. Um, A lot of good things. And uh yeah, we kind of, we touched on a lot of stuff. So maybe everything except the song that we <laughs> that we played. Um I don't know, I added that over a couple of days, so it's all good. And like I said, I've said on the show before, my brain is mush. So there you go. So we have that and we may have Jill on at the end of the show to do her NFL picks. Uh depends on how fussy the kid is. We shall see. So here's what'll happen. If the NFL picks thing happens on the show, that's gonna be the end of the show. If it does not, then the song from Revive will be the end. I'm not going to come back and do a little outro or anything like that, because I, I got stuff to do. So yeah, there you go. Let me let you know now, themeltingpat.com, all the stuff for me, thenextlevelnetwork.com, all the stuff for, well, all of us, pardon me. Um, and that's it. Yeah, Nate in Production, Crap Open a Cold One, you know the drill. Like I said, I'm not coming back to do all that stuff. So I'll do it all now and send you uh, into the show. Actually, no, I'm going to come back real quick to uh, intro the interview. But first, we'll hear from the captain, an update. And uh, this is probably the first time ever that I heard the update before recording the show. Because I had him send this to me on Tuesday. And I said, well, you know, because I told you the timing's going to be weird for those all year. Because I don't have the luxury of being able to, sorry, just like chin butted the microphone. Um, I don't have the luxury of being able to edit it that day. So it's going to be a little ahead. Two of the games he talked about already happened. But anyway, I'll let him sort all that out the next time he comes back for an update. Or, you know, if he misses a week, then he just picks up where, wherever. So, um, in any case, good sir. I'm just going to pass it over. Uh, good sir, the floor is yours. Take it away.
0: Hey, Flyers fans. Mark back at you again with another Flyers. Ooh, yay! Yeah. Woo! Guys, I am back. A little earlier this week because of the Thanksgiving holiday and that's all right with me because my brother the melting Pat himself asked me for this and I will make it happen anything he needs this is gonna be epic so guys let's do a little bit of a recap so although this recap is epic the Flyers play right now not so much (laughs) the Flyers ended up losing in a shootout versus the Lightning on Thursday. Ended up losing 4-3, to but it sounds bad, but the Flyers actually played a great game and tied it up with less than 10 seconds left in the game. The captain, G, making it happen. The shot off the face-off. Again, less than 10 seconds left in the game. That was wild. The Flyers get a point out of that. Unfortunately, they weren't able to follow it up with a strong showing against the Bruins on Saturday. Ended up losing 5-2. to was a tough loss because the Flyers just couldn't get anything going they just looked a little lackadaisical the defense was not there and again the offense just is not producing but our boys in the farm system are starting to make some noise particularly Morgan Frost who is tearing it up with the Phantoms right now in the AHL so if the Flyers are looking For a little bit of offensive push, they can look to their younger teammates and they're able to bring them up and see if they can spark something happening. So, again, the Flyers lost 5-2 first, the Bruins on Saturday. Then they're going to take on a little bit of a Florida trip. They're going to be taking on the Lightning again Tuesday. They're going to be taking on the Panthers' league-leading Panthers on Wednesday night. So a back-to-back against two very difficult teams. Then they're going to follow it up on Friday versus the Hurricanes coming back home. Then a short stint over to Jersey playing the Devils on Sunday, and then they're gonna be taking on the Islanders the following Tuesday. So again, the Flyers are in a bit of a slump. It is hard to watch, but I have to say Carter Hart is doing his best to stand on his head. I think they're going to show a little bit of a turnaround tonight. I think they're going to give the Lightning a run for their money. I can feel it. I know in my bones they're going to turn this around because the Flyers are just looking dynamic this year. They're playing against some really good teams. The Eastern Conference is the most competitive conference, and specifically the Atlantic Division. I mean, these guys are really putting out this year. So I'm ecstatic seeing this team play. I just love it, every second of it. Guys, I know you do too, and I just want to be the first, but certainly not the last, to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy friends, enjoy family, get around some sort of a table and talk about anything but politics. So that's it for me here inside the Melting pad on Next Level Radio.
1: Thank you, my friend. I always appreciate your hard work and, uh, Yeah, the positivity, even when the team is not playing well at all, they are not, it's not going great for the flag guys right now, but the captain will be here with his positivity and he's yelling and always trying to put me over somewhere in there. So I do appreciate that as well. So there you go. And now here we are. So, um, yeah, my friend Revive Hope Vista joined the show. I don't know if she wanted me to use both of her names, but it's all good. Um, I've played one of her songs on the show. She's got a new one out. And I said, "Hey, let's talk about it. We let's try to find some time, because, like I said, and like I told her, uh, I've wanted to have her on for a while. So it really, I'm really glad it worked out. I did not ask her my standard musician questions that I ask everyone, because, well, I've done two print interviews with Vista, so I already asked her those. So I don't, we don't need to worry about that. Uh, I'm also going to give her a pass for saying late in the interview, I'm absolutely not going to Philly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let her let that slide. She's a Giants fan. She's from New York. Whatever." it's fine you don't have to come visit it's it's all good although i don't know if i'd want to go down to an eagles game either so maybe she's got the right idea maybe she does and hope for your sake i uh, cross my fingers that uh, jill comes downstairs to do the nfl picks but again that depends on the kiddo and uh, i don't know uh, we shall see uh, oh also we found out after that she did not actually send me the song ahead of time i felt really bad about that but then we realized well uh, we got our lines crossed or something happened whatever so I've since heard the song, and I love it. It's great, and as I don't like to censor music on this show, the song title's not censored, the song's not censored, so this one is not safe for work. Um, Sorry for anybody who listens with their kids, but it's really not that bad, I guess. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, we went all over the map here, and like I said, if I don't come back, if we don't do the NFL things, then this will be the end of the show, essentially, for me. So enjoy your holiday. Hope your Thanksgiving's happy, healthy, safe, Avoid talking about the things, and uh, and you'll be fine. All right, we good? There's probably a coin in there somewhere because I added this later. But here is me and Revive. I've actually wanted to have you on the show for a long time, so I'm yeah. glad this is actually happening.
2: Yeah, no, no, it's been hard to coordinate. I feel like I've always just been all over the place. <laughs>
1: and now I'm a dad, so free yeah. time does not exist. It I know. just, it just doesn't.
2: Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I'm oh my so happy god. For Thank you. you.
1: It's great. It's exhausting and sticky. That's yes. really oh,
2: sticky. That's like the best yeah. word I feel so like to describe sticky. parenthood of any kind. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: sticky. <laughs> so, I mean, but you have a puppy. So it's not, it's really not that different.
2: Yeah. I've heard people say that it's very much uh, constant attention and um, it won't be like that forever. Same with a baby, but
1: I mean, I hope not.
2: Yeah. I hope not too. I... <laughs> Always attention. But it's 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 fun. Like I I imagine it's very similar with a baby. It's just unconditional love and that's really, you know, it it just totally cancels out any other frustration.
1: Yeah. Like he did not let us sleep last of course he picked last night to not let us sleep (laughs) when I have to do a thing today. And I was like, all right, whatever. But then I picked him up, he fell asleep on my shoulder and he's just snoring. I'm like, Oh yeah. There it is.
2: Yep. And that's
1: God, you little jerk.
2: I know. That's how I feel too (sighs) with my dog. It's just an unconditional like undescribable kind of love, it just cancels out literally any other frustration that you might have. Yeah,
1: yeah. I always think like I should make a sappy Facebook post, and then everyone would think I got hacked. <laughs> you like, I can't believe I know this love. Uh, people are like, bro, are you okay?
2: So <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'm like I'm never okay. I'm crying. I, sometimes I just look at my dog and I start crying. And I'm like, well, I really need help. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: Oh, that's fantastic! Uh, is he, you said he's sleeping, so he's not there. I don't get to see him. Oh, no, he okay. he
2: would literally. He actually, when I very first got him, he bit the corner of my MacBook and put like a hole in it. Oh, so no. I don't I don't put him near this at all. Oh no, <laughs> never. <laughs> he is in the crate sleeping. He actually really likes the crate. He's very good with the crate, so he's good. He'll sleep for like three hours, sometimes four. It really depends on the on the day.
1: I wish I could have that. Oh my, I would do unsavory things I my know. son slept for four hours in a row know.
2: you gotta play him out i just <sighs> tug with him for like an hour and go we on try
1: along. We yeah. try keep <laughs> him up and can't like, tug. <laughs> no, we can't tug not <laughs> yeah. yet he's only got three teeth on the bottom
2: <laughs> maybe soon
1: jeez i hope so that would be great
2: that would be funny he <laughs> rolls tubby. over to his
1: belly now on his own oh, like that's, that's crazy you know, what is
2: it like tummy time right it's called like tummy time.
1: yeah but now he does it like we used to have to kind of i don't want to say force him that sounds messed up but um, now he does it on his own, and he just, every time you put him down, he just rolls right over. And we're like, all right, there
2: you go. That's Again, your new somewhere. thing. Yeah, he'll be calling. As long mm-hmm. as you're
1: still breathing, I think we're okay. <laughs>
2: that's the goal, right? Yeah. It's always <laughs> For a goal. dogs
1: and babies, right? You just put your, put your finger under his nose, make sure he's okay.
2: <laughs> Mood. My, my pug can barely breathe anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, pugs have that, that weird snout thing where they do that weird. It's like, like a,
2: it's like a grunt. So he, he actually is good for a pug. Like I'm totally joking. He's he's good for a pug. He, his his nose isn't as flat as other pugs that I've seen. Okay. And he does have a pretty um, like underdeveloped soft palate. When he got neutered two weeks ago, they did a larynx test just to check to see if they would need to do that soft palate surgery later on to help him. Oh breathe. My. Um, most pugs do get that, that surgery but he actually is okay. Like he he has weird allergy attacks sometimes and we give him Benadryl for it and then he's totally fine. So nice. like we, we got pretty lucky with that, I think.
1: Can I give my son Benadryl to go to sleep? You think that's okay?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Oh, no, all I right. I think I well, baby Benadryl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's called a <laughs> I don't know. True. I'll, listen, I'll try anything at this point.
2: Listen, I understand.
1: I'll, I, maybe I'll just put him in his own room for once. And be like, buddy, figure yourself you Gotta figure out. it out yeah just, that's what
2: i do with my dog sometimes
1: you got to learn yep, maybe something. i'll get a crate no i'm not gonna do that
2: <laughs> now we're getting serious <laughs> i'm gonna cut
1: that part out just in case no uh, <laughs> so you and i we're gonna talk about the new song i haven't heard it yet i realized that this afternoon i sent it to you you did i did you did
2: you didn't listen oh, to it <laughs> Damn it. i sent you that email
1: <laughs> did i not get it did i not i didn't even see it
2: that's okay it was linked what a,
1: oh what a moron i
2: am <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus. All right. Well, so the, the point stands. I haven't heard it yet, but now that's my fault and not yours. Um, not that I was going to blame you, but now it's on me. Damn it. Ah, well.
2: Listen to it after. Let me know what you think.
1: All right. We're going to, I'm sure it's great. We're going to get to it. But you and I actually have something in common. What? Is that we both host two podcasts.
2: Oh, my God. I feel like I, I have tried to host multiple podcasts, and it just does not work with my schedule. I've tried so many times. <laughs> It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. You
1: got to write all the stuff down beforehand. And then the post work for me, like I used to do live radio. And that was kind of easier because it was just, hey, I did the thing and then it was over. And yeah. I had to do no other work. Mm-hmm. But now with this, I'm like, man, I got to go back through and listen to myself again. Like, that's this the worst sucks. Part. Yeah, it's the worst I hate part. this.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the worst part. Listening to my mouth sounds, like my incessant mouth sounds, and trying to edit them out. That's the worst part. <laughs>
1: incessant mouth sounds that's a good episode title i think it's
2: fair it's like, I like so it. bad. I, this is coming
1: out very, on thanksgiving too I th- so
2: i think it's because i chew gum i'm very used to like closing my lips and opening my lips especially when i record that's like a constant issue is me and my like mouth sounds when i swallow it's so bad that's like the worst part about editing podcasts
1: <laughs> oh it's awful and then like vocals too and mm. like do you did you find because i did a i released an ep this year did you find that you had those weird Noises when you were singing, too?
2: All the time. Literally, my, my fiancé, Ocon, is who records me, and he he's constantly on me about, hey, don't smack your lips. And I'm like, I'm really not trying to. I'm actually being very, very cognitive about, about not doing it. And it's just like, it's something that my mouth just does. I don't know how to explain it. It just happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, I take it out of the show at every chance I get. Be yeah. like, wow, why it's does it take you so long to edit the show? I'm like, yeah, you don't hear all the stuff that I do in between the words. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, it, it makes it sound so... I always... uh I always listen to, when I listen to podcasts, I wonder if they do the same thing, especially if it's a dual hosting kind of situation. I'm sure every show does, but I always, it's always funny to me to know like, Hey, this isn't really what it sounds like. Like when you record it's totally different. It's loud. Like and there's a,
1: there's a noise gate here and they're mm-hmm. taking a lot of stuff out.
2: Mm-hmm. Someone is
1: getting paid to do that too.
2: Yeah. Not us, but
1: <laughs> I mean, Hey, if you want to send me some money, I'll edit yours. No problem. I might need to, to at try. some point. I might need Had to, to at some point,
2: honestly. <laughs> it's so bad. It's because of my gum
1: chewing. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, you do one that's basically, you know, kind of what I do, just rambling about random stuff. And mm-hmm. Criminal Mind, my wife would be mad if I didn't ask you about this because mm-hmm. we love true crime in this house. Me it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And what gave you the idea to dive in? Because there are plenty of them out there. Like people say, oh, how do I start a podcast? And my first answer is don't. There are too many of us. Mm-hmm. But like true crime is kind of taking over the world lately, maybe. And so what made you decide to just jump in and dig into all these cases and, and do a show about it?
2: So I'm weird. And I've always watched true crime documentaries since I was like a very young kid, like middle Same. school. I love them. I don't, and it's so creepy for me. I don't even know what it is about them that I love. They're just so intriguing to me. And I think, I think as I've gotten older, I realize it's really the, the mental aspect, like the psyche aspect of it because I've always been into psychology ever since I was also really young, but I listened to, to so many true crime podcasts. The first I ever listened to was Crime Junkie, which I think everybody listens to. And I said, you know, I, I would love to start a podcast that delves into the psyche part of it from a listener's perspective, not a doctor's perspective that uses a ton of crazy, you know, big words that people don't understand, but from just, you know, a listener's perspective. And I wanted to pick cases that weren't as well-known so, you know, people who do listen to true crime podcasts, there are a ton of them. They're not hearing the same cases over and over again, because I've noticed that a lot, you know, with different ones that I listen to. I hear a lot about the same ones repeatedly. So I just started, you know, I just, you know, how do you start a podcast? I just, you just do it. I feel like, you know, I have my BFA in writing. So that helps with the script writing. Uh, that was actually the easiest part for me. But I wanted to create something that was central, like centered around the part of true crime that I enjoy the most. And that was the, the psych part of it. But not from a doctor's perspective, you know, like I'm not a doctor by literally any means. I'm a good writer <laughs> and I know that I'm a good writer. So I was like, oh, I can, I can write scripts. You know, I'm pretty good at research and piecing things together. That was all I did in school was, was that. And so I just did it.
1: Communication degree. Same thing. Yeah, Writing, so researching. A lot of very
2: similar classes. Yeah. they Same up thing.
1: A lot. Yeah. Same, same stuff. Yeah. No job when I got out. Yeah. Same I thing. took, same I thing. took
2: comm theory when I was in college. It was like a core class for my major and it was the, one of the worst classes I've ever taken in my oh, life. Oh, it's awful. It was so hard. It was yeah. so hard. I did not get a good, I really didn't get a good grade. I think I got like a C because it was so hard. It was, it was, the communication is very, very difficult. It's so difficult.
1: Yeah. Some of it is when you have to dive into all that, you know, here's why we do this. And the here's why part. people do that. I'm like, right. I don't give it.
2: Don't f- care. Yeah. Why
1: are we doing this?
2: <laughs> right. That's what I, that's, I was like, why is this the one class that I have to take for communications for my major? <laughs> like it was so stupid. Ugh. And it's funny because I actually, I've never taken a PR class in my life. And that was what I ended up building my my
1: career on was was PR. You're lucky because PR classes, I took one, it was the it was all Ugh. I dropped it after two weeks. I'm like this sucks. I know.
2: I'm I'm kinda glad I didn't do a PR major or even think about that in school because I don't think I would have liked it as much. I think I would have been jaded by the, you know, the textbook sitting in a classroom. Part of it, I, you know, I became jaded from uh, from writing for a really long time because I took like what 30 classes on different types of writing, and I was like,
1: Phew. at least, right? <laughs> I,
2: oh, god, I was like, I cannot. And you're forced to write, you know, instead of writing because you want to, writing because you love it. And when you're forced to write about certain stuff for so long, you just kind of don't like it anymore. It's you know? like the
1: summer reading list, right? Yeah, when it's, you, a, it's very like, similar. Oh, I have to read all that. I'm like, oh man, it makes me hate reading. But if you grab me something that yeah. I like, then I'm like, and oh, great, it. like mem- yeah. memoirs have you know, comedy people mostly, I'm like, yeah, I'll take that all day.
2: Yeah. I actually really like, um, thriller books. That's like my favorite. I'm really into, into thriller, not horror, just, you know, thriller suspense kind of novels. Nice. Those are my favorites.
1: Or if you read two books by the wonderful Hope Vista, I mean, Hey, just, just saying they're out there.
2: (laughs) It's funny because I actually just started writing new, like updated chapters for Prevail. And I don't know if I'm going to do anything with them because the longer it takes to write, the more there is, you know, because there's more to cover as, as time goes on and yeah. the longer it takes me to write. So I don't know what I'm going to do with those, but I did start doing, it. I have like 20 pages done. It's been, you know, I've been mapping it out lately. Did it feel weird
1: fun. to write like a memoir kind of thing in your twenties?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I, I, f- <laughs> so I don't mean to re- dump on you. I'm just like, no, you're not like the,
1: the mindset is just had to be a little kind of like, wow, am I really writing all about this? And I'm only, However old you are, 25 or whatever.
2: I'm, I'm 28. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm currently 28. Right. Nobody, nobody, okay. the, the kids that I teach think that I'm like 18. And I'm like, yes, I am 18. Totally fine with me. But it was released when I was, I think, er, 26, 25, 26. I see, started I, writing see, I had it for years. I got it right. It was like 25, 20. It was, <laughs> I think I don't have a concept of time now because of COVID. I think it was released. No in one does.
3: 2018,
2: 2019. I don't know. Um, but I felt like I had a lot to write about. So it just, I just started doing it organically and I didn't do it with the intention of like releasing it. I did it with the intention of trying to recover memories that I lost from PTSD. And I was like, well, if I write out an outline of my life and I start trying to write about everything that I can remember, then maybe I'll uncover other memories. And I did remember a lot of stuff, like when I would get past a certain point, I would randomly remember something and be like, oh my God, how did I forget about that? And then go back and revisit it. And there's still a lot of memories I was not able to remember, but I, I was able to remember a decent part. So that's really where it started from was was, was PTSD. Jesus. <laughs> that's really why I started writing it was for that reason. And it did, you know, it did a lot for me. It was also very triggering with certain, uh, certain parts. And a lot has happened since I, you know, released the book. So, you know, I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to do new chapters yet, but I feel like it's too soon, but I just started writing it and maybe, you know, like I did with the book, I'll just write over time and at a certain point say, okay, well, maybe when I'm 30, I'll say, okay, I'm done for now. <laughs> oh, there you go.
1: A lot more good stuff's happened since then, right?
2: Um, You got yes a dog, no. you're getting yeah. married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you put it like that, yeah. But, you know, um, it's good and bad. It comes with the, the good and the bad, you know.
1: I'm not saying it's been all roses, but. Yeah. Based on never, never all you roses. Know, what I read in the first book, I'm like, well, things had to go be on the up and up, right?
2: It had to get better at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's like, I feel like I've experienced a lot of life so far, and now I'm, you know, like you said, getting married. I have a puppy, a fiancé, a beautiful house. Like, it's changed a lot in the last few months, for sure.
1: I feel like your entire first floor there is bigger than my whole house.
2: Uh, no, that's, have that's, a beautiful that's house. <laughs> wow.
1: Good for so, you. That's awesome. Yeah. I live in a row home in Northeast Philly. Oh, so. my gosh.
2: No, I'm sure it's perfect.
1: It works for us. I'm sit this. Yeah. This room I'm in is a converted garage. So
2: amazing. Yeah. No, we have this is a converted garage here too, next to us. They're the best. Nice. Gives you more space.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess it's alright. There's no heat down here though, so. Oh,
2: no, that's okay. That kind of little space heater.
1: Yeah, I know. I got to get a new breaker because. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Old house. Gotcha. Old house. Anyway, yeah. People think you're eighteen. People think I'm thirty-five. Uh, I'm thirty-three. So. I'm like, all right. Somebody, when I was like 29, somebody at work was like, "I was like, oh, how old do you think I am?" And she's like, "Oh, 35." I'm like, "What the? Oh f- my god! What? Come yeah. on!"
2: I get so mad with stuff like that. I'm always underguess. <laughs> so
1: yeah, at least go like going under. I guess is fine, but you guess like five years older. Like, what are you doing? Right? Don't do that. Don't. Uh. <laughs> I just
2: don't. I just don't have people guess anymore. Just don't guess. I don't. Have, yeah, I don't have anybody <laughs> Cause, guess. Because if you always think I'm like a child, but that's fine with me. Like the younger I look, the better.
1: Yeah, you'll. Well, I mean, hey, people might not ask you to do stuff I'm like, ah, she's yeah. a kid. Who cares?
2: Yep. Every time someone says 18, I'm like, you really think that I look like I'm 18 years old? Like,
1: have you seen no an 18 year old? Like, right?
2: That's what like. I, well, it's, it's funny because some of the students that I teach at the dance studio that I work at, um, you know, they're seniors in high school. And when I teach them, I stand next to them and they're like, they tower over yeah. me. They're way taller than me. And and I've had multiple people say, oh, you can just, you know, you can fit in with them. You can go join the routine. I'm like, I can't. I'm 28 years old. Like, it doesn't work like that. It's so funny. It cracks me up every time. I don't have it
1: anymore. Stop.
2: Yeah. It's like, I'm like, my knees don't work. My head, my neck, nothing works. So that's the last thing you want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Once the knees go, it's over.
2: Mm. I've been very lucky with the knees. Honestly, with as much dancing as I did, I've been super lucky with the knees. My worst is my neck. I actually have arthritis in my neck. I started getting it a couple years ago. Gross. Um, so I do like cortisone shots. I do cortisone shots every few months for my for my neck, and I have the body of like a sixty year old, basically. So
1: I have that in my back. So yeah, yeah.
2: It's it sucks. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It sucks.
1: <laughs> every day is a new adventure of a new like. Why does that hurt today?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, everything hurts every day.
1: Like, why does my hip hurt? Why? What am I doing? What yeah, am I doing? But if wrong? just
2: like one piece of my finger hurts, I'm like, all right, well, why now? <laughs> it's always something, but it's all good. It's part of growing up, I guess.
1: What happened? What happened to us, Hope? I know. What happened? It's just
2: stress. That's what happened. Stress is in my body. It takes it out of my body.
1: Manifesting in random neck pains throughout the day.
2: <laughs> yes. No. Seriously, I was. I was uh, when I was. Uh, how old am I now? 28 When I was 23, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Because my body, yeah, my body was in pain, literally twenty four seven, and I was like, "Why am I in pain twenty four 7 So I went to a rheumatologist, and they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. They ruled out everything else, and they said that it stemmed from grief, that it stemmed from from the depression that uh, you know was caused by grief, Ugh. and and the only fix was to you know work on the mental part of it, and then your body will hopefully heal over time.
1: And that's where the book came in.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, like it's kind of the book. Yeah, the book really. I think I, I started writing that. After we finished a tour called the Oasis Tour. In 20, or no, Long Live Tour. The first tour Vista ever did. That's when I started writing that book. I was bored. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try to fix my PTSD.
1: <laughs> nice. I like it. It was a, <laughs> just a like normal
2: mindset, you know?
1: <laughs> I think I tried to see you on that tour.
2: Really? I tried where? to did see you, know you
1: twice. And once, you didn't start playing until like 1130, and I didn't find that out until like 8 o'clock, and I would have been stuck there. What like, show?
2: Do you, what city was
1: it? Uh, Philly.
2: Oh, that's stupid show yeah i know what yeah. you're talking about that that was a nightmare that was and a literal nightmare
1: oh so it's probably good i didn't go
2: i'm not going to say anything i don't want to talk about any venue <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it wasn't a good show <laughs> okay
1: and then the other one was the day we moved into this house so that was out when you were here next
2: 2019 um on the Souls in- tour yeah that was uh, yeah in, in philly oh yeah oh at the at the record store at creep Records yes that was a good show. I actually really enjoyed that show.
1: Yeah. Well, now I'm sad I missed that one. Jeez, none, of the, none
2: of my gear, none of my gear worked, but like it was a Ow. good show.
1: <laughs> oh no.
2: It was fun. I, that was like this, that wasn't the last tour date. That might've been like this. It was one of the last ones, but it was a good show. I like that one.
1: All right. Well now I'm, I'm bummed lot. out I missed it. Thanks.
2: <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all okay. Right. That tour sucked anyway. So
1: <laughs> that tour was awful. All right. Well, I feel better now, <laughs> but I try. And then, you know, this is not a thing anymore. So I always said, all right, third time I'll do it. And then, it's I'm not sorry. a thing, but it's all good. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I finally completed the set. Last year, I had Greg on the show. It took me a year and a half to finish the set out because scheduling is hard. That's yeah. why I don't oh have God. a co-host because
3: yeah.
1: it's a pain in the ass. But
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but we made it. We did it. I finished oh. the Vista set for the... Hey. <laughs> this counts, right? Yeah,
3: this counts. <laughs> yeah,
1: so the song that I'm going to play, how's that for a smooth transition? Yes. The... F- king of that over here. Let's go. Uh, It's not Vista. It's Revive. Did I say that right? It is Revive, right? Mm -hmm. Sick. All right. I can't read out loud, so I'm glad I got that right. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know what it is. When I see a word, I'm like, oh, that's probably what it is. And then from my brain to my mouth, it's just like, nope. That's different.
2: <laughs> A lot of people say revive, but that's where it came from. Was the word revive? I just said I'm going to change one letter and just wow. Do you it just wanted
1: to mess with everybody, okay?
2: Absolutely, good always good for you. Good for you.
1: <laughs> always. <laughs> always. I love it. I love it. So, if somebody, I'm sure people have asked, um, what's the difference between Revive and Vista? So, if you if you get that question, what's the best way to answer? Or if I get it, what's the best way for me to say? Well, Vista is this way and. Revive is this even though it's the same person
2: i mean the the most obvious difference is that you know it was a rock band and this is not rock music that i'm doing it's pop music and solo versus band you know those are the two most obvious differences vista was was a band not a solo project um was me and two other members and uh me and one other member for a while and then towards the end it was two members one of them is uh, mikey g is actually one of my roommates he's not here right now but i do live with him Ah. um so yeah he's he's at work he actually should be home probably pretty soon. He works with Ocon. So I don't know when they might walk in at some point, but um, yeah, those are the two biggest differences. Um, You know, uh, Vista was a, you know, electronically tinged alt rock kind of band. It evolved, you know, it was, it was very pop punky at first before uh, Greg came into the band, but it evolved, you know, into more of an alt kind of direction as time went on, especially with the, the singles Eat and Electric Souls. And, uh, Revive is, is my own, uh, you know, thing as an adult now. Well, you know, what's the difference between, kind of like asking, what's the difference between me and, and Hope Vista? Like when I released solo music years ago under my real name, Hope Vista, um, it's just me now, you know, what, what does that sound like as an adult? What do I sound like compared to six years ago when I was releasing solo music? It's, you know, it's influenced by all the, the music that I, heard for the very first time in my life which was a, you know bubble gum pop that's what i grew up with so that's the biggest difference
1: i like it wow i was hoping you were going to get really into that and you did so thank you for that
2: i talk a lot Just- <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's kind of the point of this right it's not about yeah. me it's about you
2: That's why I like podcasting, because I can just talk however long I want to (laughs) talk.
1: That's right. Just (laughs) keep rolling until something some battery dies, right?
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. It dies at some point. (laughs) It gets gets tired at some point.
1: The power goes out or I have to go to the bathroom. That's pretty much when the show ends.
2: Yeah. I'll still talk when I'm in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Just
1: just bring your phone with you. Just keep going. I I,
2: I do. Sometimes (laughs) I bring my laptop with me. (laughs) That's serious. Always have...
1: laptop in the the bathroom never something i really did phone in the bathroom i guess if it's in my pocket but it's
2: like i have a bad habit of working like when i shouldn't so i'll bring my laptop literally everywhere with me no matter where i am
1: okay someone needs to slow down with her stack of dimes neck over there
2: absolutely absolutely everyone tells me that here all the time my dog has made me slow down quite a bit so that's a good that's a good thing
1: all right (laughs) see there you go just get a dog
2: yeah, exactly. Or have a baby. kid.
1: You'll never have time to do anything exactly. ever again.
2: That's literally, that's literally what it is. Yep. <laughs> it's exactly that.
1: All in good fun. I love my son. Absolutely. I always have to point that out because I I'm like, he's just so he's a pain in the ass. I love him. He's great.
2: It's a baby. Of course it's a pain in the yeah. ass. Oh god. <laughs> I feel oh. <tell> you. <laughs>
1: people are like, Oh, are you gonna have another one? Like No.
2: Slow like, down, bruh. No,
1: absolutely not. <laughs> Y'all are that's insane. Fine.
2: Like... Yeah, I don't actually, I don't want kids. So I feel you.
1: That's good. That's, that's good to know that. Right. To be not be like, Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. And then you get to be like 35 and you're like, damn, I should have had a kid.
2: No, no, I've always been very firm in that. And I have no, I have no shame in like sharing that with people. Cause I've always felt like that my whole life. And my fiance also doesn't want kids. So we're a, we're a, <laughs> a match made in heaven. It's perfect for me.
1: I love it. <laughs> yes. Let's go. That's great.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You never want to be like, <laughs> oh, I want a kid kind of and like I don't want kids cuz then that's you just grow to be mad at yeah. each other all the time like ugh. Ugh. oh. No,
2: we we decided that very very early on. Like nope, we just want to work and travel and chill and get a pug. Oh, that, that pug has been in my life plan since I was really young, honestly. I can't even remember when I first I actually a pug. just
1: saw you retweeted when you said I'm going to have a pug named Pika from mm-hmm. like years ago. 5 or 6 years ago or maybe yeah. 10 years ago even.
2: Yeah, it was years ago. I, I decided that like years ago. This is like a life dream for me to get a pug. So it was a big, I wish people, I wish anybody had seen me on the day that I got him. I was sobbing. I was crying my eyes out. I was so excited. It was just like something locked into place. And I was like, oh my God, my pug, my Pico. I, I was just so excited.
1: That's awesome. Life dream. Oh, yeah, that's my that baby. Is...
2: That's only baby I need. I also teach like a hundred children at my are yeah, right. I don't a, need more children. Like I'm with children 24-7. Like I don't need more children. <laughs> I have like a hundred children. That's I don't right. You're
1: a dance instructor. That. So you have yeah. you get your fix of all kinds of children all of all ages. And yeah.
2: Eight to eighteen. I don't teach any younger than that because I can't. Okay. I don't have the patience to teach young children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Especially no. not
1: like a room full of them at once, right?
2: No. I the youngest I have now is eight. And the oldest I have is seniors in high school. So, but they're great. Like they're, you know, everybody that I teach is great and I love all of them. And they're, you know, they're fun. They're a huge test of, uh, you know, patience, honestly. Like I don't really have much patience. So it's, it's a big test for me to work on my patience. And, uh, and I like that challenge. I like that challenge a lot.
1: Yeah. Just in case they're listening. You're all great. And we love you.
2: They know I love them. They you know go. I love them. They know that. They know they fr- they know that they frustrate me for sure. They know that too because they're with me every week, so they know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, because but... <laughs> they're in there,
1: they're in the moment yeah, with you. Where yeah,
2: exactly things but are it's going? A ch- yeah. It's a challenge that I love, and they you know they come to me with uh, you know any you know they trust me enough to come to me for any any problems they have or you know things like that, and that makes it that makes it really special and and worth the frustration. So,
1: and you don't have to bring them home, which really exactly. is you know sorry to say the no, best thing, no. <laughs> right?
2: I mean, it's like teaching dance is like very different from teaching, you know, school. It's a very creative kind of connection that you have with these kids. And you're, you're helping them not just learn how to dance, but to be, you know, respectful young kids and help them learn skills that they're going to hopefully take into adulthood. So it's a lot of responsibilities at once. But, um, you know, I think I'm pretty good at it. And I've been doing it for a really long time. So, you know, it's just it's just a different kind of connection that, they, you know, it's, it's very it's genuinely very special to me. And I don't really, you know, show a lot of that part of my life a lot because I'm teaching kids. So it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's a huge part of my life. I teach almost every day.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Not and and it's, <laughs> it's not just about like, hey, be better dancers, but also like you said, like grow as people too. And like, yeah. you're going to use this, like the discipline things that you have here that you're going to learn with dancing. You should take that and use that in other things as well.
3: That's the
2: thing, you know, the whole scope of it. It's way more, it's way beyond just learning how to dance. There was... Um, there was a time when I had surgery last year and um, one of my kids like texted me the day after I had surgery. And she was like, Oh, you know, hi, Miss Hope. Like my mom told me that you had surgery and I always knew you were so nice, but now I know you're so brave. And I was like, Oh my she's Like, 12, she's like 12, 12 years old. And I was like, I was like, I can't move my face. So I can't cry. Oh, no. like, <laughs> I was so emotional because it's things like that, you know, they respect you and they look up to you and you're a role model to them. And that's really, that's really important to me, you know?
1: And they look out for you too.
2: They do. Yeah, no, they absolutely do. And in, in a very weird kind of like way, but like they absolutely do for sure. They're very, um they're very protective over your emotions. You know. There have been days where I've been sad and, and kids will text me and say, Oh, you know, no no need to I got one text once. Oh, I'm so I, I saw that you're sad. Like I'm so sorry that you're sad, I don't want you to be sad because you make everyone else so happy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it's stuff like that, you know, that just makes it like the same thing with the dog or a baby. It just makes all the frustrations disappear.
1: Sometimes it does. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes Sundays, it does. You know, yeah. are not like that
2: at all, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's part of the job, you know, that's part of the job and something that, like I said, it's a challenge that I take on, you know, happily most of the time.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's all part of it. And mm-hmm. how am I going to transition back to the song? Let's see. No, I got this. I can do this. Speaking of challenges that you like yeah. to take on. Yeah. That was cool. Oh, I knocked my microphone. That was
2: pretty sleek. Yeah, uh, that was pretty sleek. I won't lie.
1: Knocking my <laughs> over. Thank you. Uh, still sleek. <laughs> nobody saw that but you, thankfully. It's okay. This, it's still sleek. This video not going over, going up anywhere. Um, I didn't put on my makeup. I, you know, so I didn't, we're not doing this. All right.
2: If I didn't put, I was going to look like a dead rat. So I said, you know what? I'm going to still wear my sweater. I'm comfy. and My hair's wet. I don't care. I was like, as long as my face looks better, then it's fine.
1: Very good. Very good. I like it. You're a pro. That's what the, that's what that tells me. I try, me. yeah. Yeah. I try. Uh, where was I? I'll where sit were? like this. Oh, yeah. See my face. Oh. <laughs> you could have, yeah. Just Or just turn your camera that's off. That's why I'm
2: down here, yeah. But it's cool. <laughs>
1: I was going to talk about the song. Oh, uh, so for Raviv, do you do all of the musical stuff yourself, like all the drum parts and bass parts and every, all the other instrument parts? Do you do those yourself? Do you have a team? Do you have someone doing it for you? How's it, how's it work?
2: So I don't write the instrumentals. I write the songs and then I bring them to my fiance, who's my producer. And he was also Vista's primary producer. And the studio is actually in our backyard. We have a recording studio in the pool house in our yard. So before I would come over here and drive an hour to get here before I lived here, because his family used to live here. They moved out and we moved in. So this is where we actually recorded all the Vista records, um, minus Witch Hunt and Born for Blood. But everything else was recorded here. And um, now I can just go to the yard and if I have an idea, I'll say, hey, I, you know, I have this idea. Sometimes I'll just voice memo out of melody. That's kind of what I've been doing a lot lately. And sometimes I'll just write it acoustically, you know, come up with a basic chord progression and hand it off to him. And I'll say, here's what I want. Here's what I hear in my head. And then we'll go through, you know, different production ideas and then he'll build it. And I'll be in there the whole time. And, you know, we work on it together, but I'm not good at engineering. I don't really know how to engineer at all. But when it comes to production ideas, those are, you know, a lot of them I, I start off and I give him the ideas and then he'll start, you know, having ideas and, uh, you know, all the instrumentation he just does based on, you know, the progressions and what I've written or, you know, whatever it may be.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I can barely, barely play one instrument. So anybody who can do more than one is a superhero to me. So
2: yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. Like he's, he, we see it as like a, like, yes, we're engaged, but we've also been working together for years. Like the way we met was through. Our old manager, who I wanted, I said, who is this Ocon kid? Like, I really want to write with him. And we wrote a song called Wild Girl, which was an old Hope Vista single years ago. And that was written in 2014. So we've been working together since then. So it's kind of just a telepathy thing at this point, you know, where he knows what I want. And and it just works out that way.
1: And he was on a Vista song too, right? At least one that I can think of.
2: Uh, Yeah, he did uh, I Don't Need Help.
1: That's the one. I knew it was one of the more recent EPs.
2: Yeah, that was on the ruins. That was like one of my favorite Vista songs that we ever did. I was really happy with that one.
1: Nice. Oh, that's great. So you have everything just right there. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, so shout out to Ocon, really. I mean, I don't know he's him. He's the best. He probably doesn't know me, but shout out to you. You're a superhero because you can yeah, do all really that he's the best. stuff musically, and I can barely do one thing. So, yes. Yeah,
2: he's, he's really the best. He's been producing for a long time. He plays guitar. His first instrument was bass. He's a vocalist. Like, he's in a band called Neverlands. Um, they're, you know, uh, he, he's just really incredible and I love working with him cause he just gets it. He knows exactly what it is that I hear in my head. I just tell him and I'm like, this is what I want, make it. <laughs> <laughs> and we just guide each other through the process. And it's, you know, he really is the, the sole person behind Revive with me. It's just me and him.
1: really. Especially now after so long, like you probably don't even have to spell it out anymore. We're just like, yep, here's the thing. And he just goes, oh, yeah. okay, boom, here you go. Here's your thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, so this song, Social Shit, was actually, the, the track was written in like two hours, which is unbelievably fast for yeah, me. Yeah, that's and unbelievably
1: fast for me also, I would be, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it was
2: it was really, really quick. Like, he knew exactly what I was going. And I actually had nothing written. I went in with a title. I said, I want to write a song called Social Shit. Here's what I want it to be about, and here's what I want it to sound like. And that's literally all I said. And we sat sifting through, you know, sifting through sounds for a, a while. But once we found a couple that we liked, he started piecing stuff together, grabbed his guitar, started playing some stuff, and it was done in two hours. And then I came in. Everything studio time total was probably about four hours, five hours with mixing.
1: That sounds like not a lot of time.
2: No, it's not a lot yeah. of time at all. Vista songs used to take sometimes two weeks for for certain stuff. So for reference, it was it, it's it's very different though doing solo versus band. You know, it's very it's a very different vibe. If you go in knowing what you want. And if you're in sync with the producer and you've worked with them before, it's it's a much easier process for sure.
1: Plus with only one other person's ideas, like when the band, like it was you and Greg and, and Mikey at the end too. So there were three of you at least going in with maybe a different idea of what the song was going to sound like and what the feel was going to be. So yeah, I imagine, I don't want to say cutting out two people because it makes it seem like you've dumped them. But no, we love you, Greg and Mikey. Greg is going to come back on the show at some point. Um, Yeah, kind of reducing the number of brains involved? How about that? That sounds nice, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's um, it was nice to work off of other people's ideas. Like it was nice to collaborate in Vista. Mikey actually was never in the studio with Vista. We had done The Repair, which is the last Vista EP before he joined the band. So we had actually never written with Mikey. And it was really unfortunate that we weren't able to do the revival because I was really looking forward to getting into the studio with him. But he's actually, he hasn't, drummed in a while but he's going to be bringing his kid over here and we're going to build him a live room in the studio. So that is, you know, opens the door for collaboration there, which I'm really hoping happens. But Greg is a really great guitarist and he brought to the table a lot of really really cool ideas for Vista. You know, of course there were times where like we didn't agree on stuff and that happens in every band. But um it's definitely not a matter of chopping out two people like you said. Like it was a very mutual thing to not be a part of Vista anymore for all of us. But um it's more so now well, I have this idea. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, I'll know if it doesn't work kind of right away. There've been a few songs that I've tried to work out over the last few months just didn't work. And I was like, nope, stop. This is not going to work. But other ones have just come to life really quickly. And those are normally the ones that I'm like, okay, this is a good idea. Let's keep going with it. And kind of going with that gut instinct now is the biggest difference for sure. And I think I have a pretty good instinct with, um, with what's going to work and what's not going to work just because I've been doing this for a while. Like I know if something's going to be from the (laughs) get-go like some ideas (laughs) that I have are just really bad but this one I knew that this was going to work from the get-go because I said you know I hear it in my head and when I hear it in my head then I'm able to work through it and and it usually will work pretty
1: well see now I wish I would have listened to it because I could have understood what the hell you were talking about but
2: (laughs) you'll you'll understand uh, when you listen to it (laughs) yeah
1: in 10 minutes when I go listen to it I'll be like this is what she was talking about
0: damn it I hope so ah well
1: I mean I'm sure it's it's awesome I don't don't want (laughs) to say I'm sure it's great because if it wasn't great I mean, of course it's going to be great because that's why I said I'm going to play it without hearing it because I trust the source. So thank you. That's why, yeah. I mean, I've played plenty of Vista on this show and I did, I played the other reviews. I did. Yeah. Sahar. Um, yeah. Sahar. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I know. Yeah, listen, I know what I'm getting. And that's why I hey. did this. And that's why I wanted to have you on because this. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I love all of this. We went down a lot of roads. I'm sorry the Giants are not good. Uh, Listen,
2: this is my this is my specialty, like tie eyed Giants I see The Giants Giants suck. Like I'll just be straight <laughs> up. My roommate, one of my roommates said to me the other day, she was like, Do you want to go to the Giants Eagles game in December? I was like, No, I'm not giving my money to them. Like <laughs> I'm not go. giving my money to them until they start winning. <laughs> like I'm absolutely not going to Philly and I'm not going to an open MetLife Stadium in the in the winter. Hell no. Not unless they're going in the playoffs. So I haven't been to a Giants game in like over two years. I usually do one or two a season because we live very close to MetLife Stadium, like less than an hour. So Easy commute, but no way. I'm not giving my money to them. Hell no.
1: At least until they prove that they're going to start, you know, trying to be good again, right?
2: Yeah. It's like, it's such a, I've been watching the Giants my entire life. I've seen them win multiple Super Bowls. I've seen all iterations of this team. I've seen, you know, Eli Manning start. I've seen Eli Manning and I've seen everything. And I actually don't think it's ever been this bad. Like it's genuinely the worst I've ever seen the Giants play. Worse than last season, worse than the year before. Like this is the worst I've ever seen them play. So it's not really fun to watch anymore. Ocon is a, a Packers fan, so you know those games are a little more exciting. And uh, Mikey just became a Cardinals fan. He never watched football before, and we were like, "Okay, what's your favorite animal?" And he said like a bird or something, and we were like, "Okay, you're a Cardinals fan." Well, there <laughs> and are plenty of like, bird
1: choices in the NFL, right? So he yeah. Had... <laughs> but
2: now, but now they're like, but that they're like the best team. Yeah, in the NFL. they're really good,
1: and they're really fun.
2: Yeah, they had an undefeated record when he selected them, and he didn't know that. So we were like, "Oh." Sh- like this is going to be fun for you because they're <laughs> winning like so now he's obsessed with the cardinals and we also have a jets fan here um, I'm sorry like to hear that Marriott. it's horrible i mean the giants are worse than the jets in my opinion but I don't I, have I, been, I'm
1: not sure about that been.
2: I don't know. I have to watch this Monday against the Bucks. If if Washington can beat the Bucks, then the Giants better beat the Bucks. I mean, um, I would hope so. You know, let's <laughs> start know.
1: showing that Tom Brady's forty four years old. Huh?
2: God, I know, but yeah. I mean, football football for me is just like a way to honestly just you know stay connected to my dad. It was it was our thing. Was was the Giants, um, and he introduced me to football, and I genuinely love it. And you know, I hate being miserable over it, but it's a way for me to stay connected to him. So even when they're terrible, that's why I still, you know, I still make sure that I watch because it's super important to me.
1: Still there and you still have and you get to wear that nice sweatshirt too. So
2: Yeah. This isn't I I bought this off of Etsy. I just like found it and I was like, wow, I really love this. And it's like just very comfortable. I was like, you know, this is way better than wearing jerseys for people that don't even last on the team more than two years at this point. So Yeah, plus
1: how many occasions are you really going to wear a jersey, right?
2: Uh only when I go to the stadiums I really only wear them just because uh, you know, I don't want them to get messed up they're very difficult to wash so I I don't really wear them too often and I have like three Odell jerseys oh no
1: like which I want to burn at this point I have
2: Eli jersey like I have players (laughs) that literally just like haven't played for the Giants in so long so I don't buy jerseys anymore I just buy stuff like this beanies I do a lot of beanies stuff like that well
1: having an Eli jersey is better I would say infinitely better than Odell right
2: yeah I like the Eli one that I have it's white it's the only white one that I have so the rest of them are the normal blue and then I have, uh, whatever army one they did, they did like a military one a couple years ago. I have a military Odell and it's green. Um, I don't really wear that often cause I don't like green, but yeah, I mean, the Giants suck.
1: The army jerseys this year are awful. Have I know, you seen I don't,
2: them? I don't like them. I, I like the They're color so block bad. ones. I like the color block ones a lot, but the jerseys are so expensive. I would rather put my money into stuff like this that I could just wear, you know, normally and, um, you know, actually use instead of just hanging up. We have so many jerseys in Ocon and I's closets. Oh my God. He has like 10 plus Packers jerseys. I have like six or seven jerseys. It's like so much. It's too much. That's a lot. Yeah, it's too much. That's, <laughs> it's, it's way that's, too much. Wow. I have like 20 20 Giants shirts of some kind, like five beanie. I have so much stuff. I want to burn all of it. <laughs> I want to burn everything. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's oh. fantastic! It's not fantastic, but it made me laugh, and <laughs> you know, I'm running on I'm like two and a half hours of sleep, <laughs> so so I needed it.
2: <laughs> Good, I'm
1: glad. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I've done two print interviews with you with Vista over the last couple of years, and thank you for those, by the way. Of and uh, also, thank you for not suing me for playing your music on the show because I didn't mm-hmm. I, like what I've learned no. <laughs> uh, about playing stuff on the show. Is all I need is permission yeah, from the people. That's all you need. And I didn't actually get yours at first because you were like, hey, share our stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to play it on the show yeah, and hope that it works. And it yeah. did. So I was like, okay, no, here I we go. It. We're doing the thing.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I appreciate it.
1: Um, yeah. So I've already asked you this question, but I, I want to have it on record because the way you answered makes me think this will also make me laugh. So before we get out of here,
2: yeah.
1: is a hot dog a sandwich?
2: no, no. I don't think it is. I think I said no last time too.
1: You did. That's why I asked because yeah, no, I knew you not. had the right answer.
2: No, it's not. It's on a roll. Like a sandwich, in my opinion, is two pieces of bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, this. Roll. See, I knew yeah. it. I knew but you were going to have the right answer.
2: But also a hot dog could be served not on a bun. It could just be served by itself. I, I f- hate buns. I also hate hot dogs, but like I don't really like buns. So I would. I, when I was a kid growing up, I used to just eat the hot dog like by itself.
1: Plot twist. I also hate hot dogs.
2: I they're ne- they're I mechanical hate they're mechanical parts like they're f- disgusting. Anyone who <laughs> likes hot dogs is is disgusting. I literally hate them more than anything. <laughs> I f- hate them. Hamburgers over hot dogs, literally any day. You're literally eating mechanical parts mixed together with like ground up meat, like weird. Yeah. It's yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they're
1: gross. I yeah. don't like
2: it. <laughs> and people are like, oh, how
1: do you take your hot dog? I'm like, bro, I don't eat that.
2: I take it like. Not, like, I don't take
1: it. (laughs) I take it as a hamburger. That's what I do.
2: Exactly. Like, I take it as anything but a hot dog. (laughs) Any other type of meat but a hot dog. They're gross. No, I don't like them at all. My mom used to make me hot dogs and mac and cheese as a kid a lot. Oh. It was not. It was not my favorite thing
1: to eat. Yeah, that's... People try to put weird stuff in mac and cheese. I could go on a whole thing about mac and cheese, but I won't. I Uh, love
2: You know who eats a ton of mac and cheese is... Mikey G. He eats a whole box in one sitting... That's and right. I'm just like, I watch him. He makes the pan like in here. And I'm like, how do you do this? And then he's like, I don't feel good. And I'm like, bro, you just ate literally a whole box of carbs and dairy and like just processed cheese powder. Of course you don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Down to dairy.
1: That'll do it to you.
2: Right. Exactly. I don't <laughs> eat dairy. I don't eat dairy. I haven't for a couple of years. I have like every now and again, but like dairy is not good for you. So stop eating dairy.
1: Good for you. I should probably do that.
2: I drink oatmeal. Well, I don't drink it. I use it to cook like oatmeal. Um, and just like parma, my pasta—that's really about it.
1: Okay. Chocolate. Because I have a big uh, party-size mac and cheese tray. Stouffer's—that's the good, right there. Oh God. Uh, I
2: feel like I would throw up. I would die. <laughs>
1: I'll let you know. I'll let, no. I'm not going to eat it all at once. I'm not going to eat it all. Like, yeah.
2: I definitely I mean, don't recommend
1: it. <laughs> challenge accepted. Maybe, but. Oh God, you're going to no, feel. like... <laughs> I. I. No. Now, like, I could have done that probably.
2: When you were uh, like 13, probably.
1: I almost said when I was.
2: What, well, when you were 20? 20, I almost said yeah.
1: when I was your age.
2: Oh, well, uh... Uh, we're really we're only like four years apart.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. That's this why I didn't want to say it. always forget
2: that I'm 28 years old. So <laughs> Everyone always looks at me and they're like, what are you, like 22? You just graduate college? Someone asked me the other day at work. They were like, hey, Miss Hope, like, are you in college? And I was like, sure. <laughs> sure i'm in college whatever works for you like totally fine i'm not almost 30 like it's, whatever I'm ends this
1: conversation
2: yeah literally i was like first of all i graduated from college six years ago second of all how old do i look to you like i always but but i always realize too like they're much smaller than me so when they look up at me you know they just see something totally different than what we see in adults yeah. you know it's like a totally different perspective so you know it's fine 18, 22, whatever they think I am. That's what I am. It's fine. It's all good. Everything's fine. Yeah, it's all, it's good. all, good.
1: It's all good. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Hope, this was fantastic. Thanks. Thank you so much for doing this. We finally did it.
2: I know. I feel like it's been, what, like five years? It's,
1: uh, when, Vista, geez, when did Vista, I first?
2: Vista started in 20... Well, Vista technically started then in 2015, but it was brought to the public in 2016. So, and Vista broke up in, oh my God, like a year and a half ago already. That's
0: wild. Um, it was
1: actually like right after Vista broke up is when Greg came on the show. Oh, no, really? It was right before, like you hadn't announced it yet because yeah. he was like, hey, we're not going to talk about Vista because there's nothing really going on. And then yeah. like a month later, you guys are broken up. I was like, well, good thing I had no Vista questions. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, like I'm not opposed to answering Vista questions because it was like, you know, it was a really important time in my life. And if I didn't have it, then I wouldn't be able to do anything that I'm I'm doing now. But Vista, you know, in that time, whatever time period that was, I'm assuming it was probably like March and April of 2020, probably something like that.
1: Uh, Um, April or May, something like that. Yeah,
2: like maybe early May. Um, Vista was like broken up. We just weren't telling anybody because there was so much going on in the world with COVID that it didn't feel appropriate to put emphasis on a band that like, honestly, I don't want to say nobody really cared about, but like a small band, like it didn't make sense in that time.
1: I did. I care. Thank you.
2: I appreciate it. We we cared too. Like, you know, we all really cared. We just at the time didn't feel like it was right. Um, We didn't want to jump to any conclusions. We didn't know what was going to happen with COVID. Like we, it was, there were just so many things up in the air that we were just like, eh, you know, let's, let's wait it out for right now. And we'll, you know, we'll give it a few months and see where the world's at. And then, you know, if the time feels right, then we'll, you know, we'll say something and, and, and that be it. And, you know, we decided what time we did and, and, and that was that. And it's been a year and a half already, which is like literally crazy, but. I have no concept of time anymore.
1: Time has no meaning. I know. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> for anybody. You're not, we're not alone here. Oh, I know. Geez. It's crazy. So yeah, usually just peek behind the curtain, friends. I do no production for my Thanksgiving episode. This year I'm doing more than ever because we got this and my wife's going to come on and make her NFL picks. So she it, knows nothing about football. Oh, cool. At all. So she's like, oh, I was doing it at work and now I want to, I want to do it on the show. And I was like, great. That sounds really fun. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to pick.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Oh, if I don't have the <laughs> schedule.
2: Do you know who's going to do? If you have a prediction for Super Bowl,
1: uh, I don't oh, think
2: I saw geez. something the other day that said nobody can win the Super Bowl this year, and I was like, "That's so true." Like everything is so up and down. Like I, have everybody no stinks. Clue. Yeah, Super I really, canceled.
1: Everybody stinks.
2: I really do think the Packers are making a run for the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, I think Packers are 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 the best shot at this point. I don't know. I, really I mean, don't know. two
1: weeks ago I would have said the Rams, but. They just got their ass kicked <sighs> twice I in know. a row, so.
2: I like the Bills a lot. I like what they're doing. Um, I liked the Bills
1: until they lost to the to Jacksonville.
2: I know, and then and then the Titans lost Derrick Henry, and I was thinking about them too, and I was like, mm. and they're still winning. Yeah, and I was. <laughs> so... I was like, I was like, I really did not know. The Jets are going to win the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> I mean, if only that'd be all right. Uh, who's playing? Who are the oh oh Eagles Giants on? Uh, Thanksgiving on, on the, the weekend, weekend after this yeah. Comes this out.
2: week on Monday, we play the Bucks, and I'm assuming we're going to lose that game. And then the Eagles, I'm probably assuming we're going to lose that game too, because we never win division games except for against the, the Washington football team. So I don't know.
1: I love that name, by the way. It's one of my favorite names. I
2: hate that name. Oh,
1: not I think really. they called them
2: the Hokies <laughs> the other day during the Bucks game. I was like, The Hokies? What the? F-? I was like, Where did that come from? The Hokies? That's got to be like some old school thing. I was like, What the hell does that mean, the Hokies? Why don't we call them just the Washington Hokies, whatever that means. I was just so stupid.
1: Just leave it Washington football team. I think it's fine. Go- I
2: think they're going to, actually. I've read something recently. I think they're they're going to, which
1: is so stupid. I love it. This,
2: oh, Buccaneers at football team. Like, all right, fine.
1: <laughs> I WFT. I like it.
2: WFT. You no, know, it's fine. It's all good. Like Washington oh. fungible token.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's a 2021 thing. Right?
2: I got it my first NFT last week or two weeks ago.
1: They'll have to play at the crypto.com arena in Los Angeles.
2: God, oh my God, can't even get into that. It's so f- stupid. Excuse my mouth, but that's so f- stupid. So stupid, it's the dumbest thing. I got, I got a non-fungible <laughs> token for the first time recently. And It was from the Backstreet Boys, and I was like, "What the f- is it nice? It's, that was like, so stupid. Love the backstreet. Boys. I don't know like that. what
1: that I don't know what any of that means, but sure they they email emailed
2: like ticket holders for their tour that's been delayed the last Two years, they they sent everybody a non fungible token in an email, and I was like, "What the f- is this? It's just like a video. That's really all it was. It was like a video.
1: It's stupid. It sounds dumb. It was stupid. And you I don't could like sell it. it.
2: You could sell it online on Ticketmaster, and I was like, "Who's gonna buy this? Like, it's a video. Who f- cares? Like,
1: somebody's gonna buy it.
2: Somebody will. Yeah, Backstreet Boys fans. Somebody will are buy. It. Very relentless for sure." <laughs>
0: Yeah, about oh.
1: I forgot to tell you at the beginning, I always forget to do this, but yeah, you could have said whatever you wanted. You just may be censored by the Super Mario coin sound effect. So cool. Yeah, we're going to I'm going to have some fun with this one.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I,
1: no, no, no. It, wide mouth. Th- no, it's a it's a simple copy and paste. It takes seconds. It's fine.
2: I have a wide mouth at times <laughs> for sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, the song is called social shit. So
2: I know it can never be played on the radio, which sucks.
1: That's well, I can do it here and it's no problem. And yes. uh Friends, I think you're tired of listening to me ramble. So again, Hope, thank you for doing this. Of course. So much fun. Uh, Revi- I Am revive is your social stuff, right? Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. I didn't even write that down and I got it right.
2: Yes. It's consistent good across me. all of them, which is awesome that I was able to grab all of those handles, honestly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good branding. There yes. you go. So it is, well, by the time you hear this, it'll be out because yeah. this would be out in like a week and a half.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, good thing about a podcast. I don't have to do it timely it's great yeah oh, so i know
2: i record episodes <laughs> in advance all the time
1: oh it's it's the best all so the here is the latest revive social shit it's the melting Pat on the next level network my friend thank you so much thank you i've
3: been the devil and i've been the friend had my eyes rolled in the back of my head I voluntarily checked myself in But you just see pieces I choose to admit My mouth could be covered in blood And they still say that I'm a drama queen I could overdose some drugs And they would say I took them for the team It's all social, it's all social, it's all social shit See me when I'm naked in my bed. It's all social shit. So poison. I have been working on healing my mind, but you always pull me ten steps behind. You can assume that I'm a certain way. It's double edged. It's all digital play. Trying to cut back on caffeine and somehow be less annoying. It's a weird addiction It's all social shit It's all social, it's all social, it's all social shit Curation is a poison that's seeping through your head Wish that they could see me when I'm naked in my bed It's all social shit all or so poison, it's not mine Responsibility to filter myself just to make you happy. Curation is not reality. Assumption will be the death of me. It's all social, it's all social, it's all social shit. Curation is a poison, it's seeping through your head Wish that they could see me when I'm naked in my bed It's all social shit, digital poison